Thank you for tuning in to the best parenting show on the internet. Post Daily Dose. Hey there, Post Institute. This is Christy Saul, the co-founder, coming at you live with another episode of the Post Daily Dose, the best little parenting show on the internet. I hope everybody do is doing fine, fine, fine on this fine Friday. And I hope you guys are getting ready to roll into a beautiful weekend. I'm going to plug these books real quick while folks are logging on. Brian's book, From Fear to Love, that you can get on promotion at feartolovebook.com. When you buy it on promotion, it's $7.95, and you get an immediate download audio version of that book, plus a little bonus podcast, which is pretty awesome. We have this book right here, Brian's book, The Great Behavior Breakdown, which is also incredible. Last but not least, this workbook. Uh, you can get this at Post Institute, yes, also Amazon, this workbook right here and I'm getting ready to put this very copy in the mail to someone who's ordered it as I am awaiting to have 500 copies here to ship out. Um, oh, I know what I wanted to tell you guys. This right here. Uh, we have a book study that we do that we offer to folks. We have one that's going to be starting on next week, April the 7th. Um, I will put a link above this on our Facebook feed. Actually, I think I'll just put it in the comments. So anyone who is interested in checking out our Fear to Love book study, we keep the groups really small, only 10 people read uh, to register in each of our sessions. That way we can really pour into you, get connected. Everybody has a chance to talk, discuss, grow together, share your story, you know, all that good stuff. So, let's talk about, what are we going to talk about? Oh, yes. Did I do something wrong? So, I have a little story to tell you guys. Um, my daughter, who, if you follow our page, you, you may know, um, she has some complex health issues. Um, she was born with spina bifida and hydrocephalus. Um, she's mobile by wheelchair. Um, and recently she was approved for in-home nursing services, which is awesome. It took a really long time. Hey, Carrie, it took a really long time for the agency that we selected to work with to find a nurse, finally got a nurse, like literally after like six months of waiting. And so a nurse was in our home helping her, which is awesome because it's part of, her moving towards independence to have somebody besides her mom helping with her care. She really wants her mom out of her business, which is completely understandable and age appropriate. But here's the thing. I just want to tell you this story and then let's talk about it. So the nurse was here for a week and it was awesome. Like it took a little bit for us to get used to having somebody here because usually it's just kind of her and I, it's kind of quiet, you know, and so having somebody new in our home, in our mix, um, and she, this woman was great. She did a great job. She was a good fit. Um, so she was here yesterday. Um, she was doing split shifts. So she was up on Marley, get up in the morning, go to bed in the evening. Anyway, 
We get a call after her morning shift. She left at noon, like usual, and then we get a call that she's not going to be back. Like, not going to be back. Like, new information about why. She didn't tell us when she left that she wouldn't be back. She didn't say goodbye. She, there wasn't any, just, she's not going to be back. And it really hurt. And then I immediately, my daughter immediately said, did, did I do something wrong? Did we do something wrong? And we processed it and we talked about it. And I immediately thought about our kids who come from tough places, our kids in orphanages, our kids in foster care, especially those kids who go, have so many different placements. If my daughter, after one week with a nurse, less than a week with a nurse coming into her home, says, did I do something wrong to make her leave, to make her not come back? How do you think those kids in foster care feel going from home to home to home? This was a person coming into our house. So can you imagine when you're living in somebody else's house and you are being expected to call this place your home? You're expected to understand the culture of reject that video call. We'll talk soon. <laughs> but man, it's just like, oh my gosh. If my child, after one week <laughs> of having somebody help for a few hours a day, felt like that, how do you think kids who come from a foster care system where they go have like five different placements in three years of their life. How do you think those kids feel? How, oh my God. I mean, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. And now like no wonder, like the first few times they're like, you know, did I do something wrong? What do I do? What do I need to do to be able to have someplace that's forever? We got to do better. Humanity, we have got to do better at understanding trauma, understanding what we're signing up for, understanding the level of commitment and consistency that all children need. I mean, these kids are being asked to function in school and function in families when they've been in placement after placement after placement. They've been in school, you know, as many times as they've changed placements, they've also probably changed schools. This, <sighs> so if you're raising a child who comes from multiple placements, it's a big deal. It's a really big deal. And if they look at you like, how am I supposed to trust that you tell me you love me, that you really mean it, and that you're really going to be here? We wonder why they struggle with attachment. We wonder why they struggle to be a part of the culture of your home. We wonder why they struggle to follow your rules. Because the rules are relatively simple, you know, whatever. <laughs> There's no need to wonder why. They've been through five different homes in the last three years and as many schools. <sighs> we wonder why it takes time, like years and years and years of time once they're in a forever home for them to really believe that this is their final place where they can rest and grow. 
it's so hard to grow in our maturity when you're continuing to experience trauma after trauma after trauma. It's hard to do your best academic work when you're still experiencing trauma after trauma after trauma. And if you're a child who happens to be watching this, you didn't do anything wrong. I don't care if your behavior was off, off, the, off the mark. You're a child. We are the adults. And as adults, we must do better. Our children, our, the future of our world is our children. And everybody gives all this lip service to that notion. But at some point, we have to take that seriously and really pour into our children with commitment, stability, and love. We can mess up in a lot of ways. I mean, we can, <laughs> we are fallible human beings. You know, love is patient, love is kind, love does not boast, love does not envy, love does not brag, love is not easily angered, blah, blah, blah. We know all these things and those are great ideals and they are great ideals and it's great when we can follow all of that. But if nothing else, but if nothing else for us to keep the commitment of not giving up, that we keep showing up, keep showing up, not giving up. When we screw up to apologize, to do the best that we can to hold love in our heart, because I'll tell you what, just hearing those words come from my own daughter after such a short experience, I can only imagine what it might feel like to be those kids who have been through multiple placements. To have multiple people say, this is your home. Only to have to move. Only to be moved like with no notice. <laughs> to be just put your stuff in a, in a plastic bag and have your stuff's lost because it's in the laundry or one of the other kids has borrowed it or... How are they supposed to, how are they supposed to, like, then we get upset because they don't clean the room or they're hoarding or how, how are they not, I mean, how are they not going to do those things when they've had those experiences? Ooh, boy, we got a lot of grace to extend, don't we? So no, those moves are not your fault. They're not your fault. The adult world needs to do much better and learning about how trauma affects people is one of the most important things you can do for yourself and for your child so that you know as parents, as parents know that this is heart, heart work. And it's hard work, like it's like hard work, like being an 80-year-old person out there digging a ditch hard work. But it's not the kind of hard work that requires muscles other than the muscle of your heart. And I know it's a lot. And sometimes we need to back off of all of the tasks and just don't even worry about any of that. Don't worry about school. Don't worry about clean rooms. Don't worry. Just can they feed themselves every day? Do they have enough in them to be able to get up and feed themselves? Are they able to 
take care of their hygiene. And maybe that doesn't happen every day, but maybe it happens occasionally. You know, these things are really big deals when you stop and think about all the stuff that they've been through. For them to be able to just keep getting up every day and going through and doing the things, even, you know, even if it's at a minimal, it's not minimal. It's massive. It's massive. When I think about that, I just think, man, all those kids, all those kids who've been through all those placements, I, I almost feel like they just, like, once they get someplace that's really going to be forever and you really mean it, I feel like they just need, like, a year off to heal and breathe, just to heal and breathe and begin to feel again, just to take the chance, the chance to feel something besides self-protection and anger and hurt and defense because my goodness my goodness did I do something did I do something to deserve that no no you did not so I want to see some comments and I just want to come through them real quick my daughter's in the next room in 12 and she's a tween I'm in my bedroom because I can't be around her with her behavior at this moment. Thank you, I needed this. Lulu, I'm just going to pour love into you right now. You're doing the best that you can. We all have. We all have amygdalas. <laughs> we all have big dominant stories in our brain about how this is supposed to go. But it's really hard for family to go the way it's supposed to go when trauma has had its massive impact and repeated wounds have reinforced it. Did I do something to deserve this? Am I worthy? Am I valuable? Do I deserve love? Can I trust love? All of these other people who've said they love me and wounded and wounded me. And then I got sent away like it was my fault. So you sit in your room for a little bit and you take some deep breaths. You remember about this hard path. You get back in touch with love. And when you're ready and you're, she's ready, you two reconnect. And it may have to start with an I'm sorry. I'm, so, I'm just sorry. I'm sorry this is so hard. But we're going to make it. I'm going to keep showing up. I'm going to keep doing the best that I can. And for the rest of you, if you've not already done so, you set all that stuff aside that you stress out about and you think about what I'm saying and you think about how much more important love is and relationship, those are more important than all of these tasks that you're thinking need to get taught or need to get accomplished. You just push pause on all that stress and all that frantic worried thinking. You just push pause on all of it. And take some deep breaths. Check the position of your heart. And go spend time with your children. Let the love you have from them shine from your eyes. Let them feel it from your being. Be that soft space for them to land. Hoo, hoo, hoo. Go play with them. That's one of their favorite languages is play. 
If they're older, it might be creating, it might be windshield time, it might be letting them pick the music that you listen to and you take a nice little drive. Maybe if you can get out into the country and let the wind fill your hair, the sunshine on your face, stop for a little snack, pour into them, pour into them the love that you know that they need. That is the most important. Build that relationship. And remember, in any given moment, in any given moment, we can act out of our blueprints of stress and fear and overwhelm. That's the world. That's usually because the world and expectation from the world that we're feeling pressure to meet is somehow coming down into those blueprints. But we can take one to two to three deep breaths. <sighs> slow our thinking down and we can choose love much love to you guys have a blessed weekend and remember you can come back to that place anytime taking those deep breaths is available to you at any moment much love to you guys we'll see you on the day join us live on weekdays at 6 30 central time on facebook at the post institute don't forget to get your copy of Brian's best-selling book, From Fear to Love, on promotion. Just pay shipping and handling at www.feartolovebook.com. That's www.feartolovebook.com.